if in the past you have fallen into the trap, like I have, that having a happy marriage means that your marriage has to be perfect, we need to talk. That is such a misconception, and we cannot be striving for perfection anymore. It's not sustainable. Welcome to the Women Rising Together podcast, a place for women with a deep desire to change their lives and the course of their future. And now here's your host, life coach, Addie Scharf-Helbling. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome to episode 66. Today, we are talking about marriages again. And today, I want to talk about the fact that um, sometimes in our minds, we think that having a happy marriage means that our marriage has to be perfect. I think too many of us have that idea. I know I did when I was married the first time and it cost me that marriage and it was about to cost me a second marriage. Only because I think oftentimes we have an idea based on what we see around us, what we see in the movies. And actually not even in the movies, because even in the movies, we see that a marriage goes through different struggles at times or marriages go through struggles. Why? Because we are different people. We are humans. We are imperfect. We are perfectly imperfect is what I like to say, because we are all shaped by our circumstances. We were shaped by events that happened in our lives and the people who raised us and all these kinds of things that shape us into the people we are today. And we are also very different. We all have different ideas as to what a happy marriage even means. And also we have different expectations of each other. And we oftentimes look at other people, other marriages, and we only see what is presented publicly. And so oftentimes we forget that in private, a lot of these couples go through the same struggles that we go through. And so oftentimes we want to have a picture perfect marriage. We are striving for that. And so when things don't go according to plan in our marriages, we get bent out of shape. We struggle to understand why our spouse is not doing the things the way we want them to do them, or they're not understanding us as far as who we are and how we like different things. And so this is a trap that causes a lot of chaos, a lot of pain, and it causes a lot of divorces. I think I spoke about this in my last episode or a couple episodes behind or previous episodes where in this country, in the United States, 50% of first marriages end in divorce and even second divorces or second marriages, actually, there's like a 60% rate of divorce and then third marriages, I think it's like 70. So we get better as we 
you know, get married a second and third time, but still that's really high. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have unrealistic expectations of our spouses. For example, oftentimes we expect our husbands to do things in a way that we are accustomed to doing them. And if they don't do them that way, we kind of have a problem. And even then, even when something goes wrong, it's normal. It's normal for things to not work always perfectly. That's life. That's the human life. Even when you have a happy life, it's not going to be happy 100% of the time. Things are going to happen in your life that you are not expecting that are just part of being human. You go on a trip, you are stuck in traffic, there's accidents, there's snow, there's rain, there's there are earthquakes, there's all kinds of things that happen in our lives. But it doesn't mean we don't have a happy life. It just means that we are having a human experience. It's like putting two children together and they are playing beautifully with all the toys. They love each other. Maybe they're brother and sister or whatever. And they are playing with their toys and accidentally one bumps the other one and he falls and hurts his head or whatever, a part of his body. And he starts to cry and blames the other child for him being in pain. I see this all the time with my grandchildren. And they think it's the other person's fault. I think a lot of times that happens in our relationships. And that's impossible to avoid when two human beings who are totally different, you grew up one way, he grew up a different way, and then you came together and you are playing, you are having this beautiful experience together, but every once in a while, we're going to bump each other and we're going to have these moments where we are not happy about what's going on in our lives for whatever reason, but it doesn't mean that everything needs to end. And I think oftentimes we jump the gun too soon. We are short-tempered and we have a low tolerance for allowing our imperfections to exist, for allowing our imperfections to be part of who we are in our marriages. Whatever attracted you to your husband is still there. And whatever attracted him to you, it's still there, right? Oftentimes we forget those things because we focus on the wrong things. And one of the things I have noticed when I talk to people, when I'm coaching people, and even just uh, friends and family in general, is that us wives, because I normally don't talk to men about their problems. It's just not something I get into, but mostly with women, is that the number of complaints we have It's like a handful. Everybody has different complaints, but it's almost like, I don't want to say 100, but it's like a a certain number. And we go back and forth. Those are the complaints we have about our husbands. And the funny thing is that the things that bother me about my husband that he does not according to my 
way of thinking and the things that I do that bug him are not always the things that bother other couples. So what that means is that I am making whatever my husband's doing, I'm making it my problem. How do I know that? Well, because if he had a different wife, maybe those things wouldn't bother her, right? That we have seen that over and over. There's couples that get divorced. The people really don't change. They remarry and then that marriage works. Why? Guy does the same things, different wife. She does not get bothered by the same things that the previous wife was bothered with. So we have to take hold of our thoughts and see what we are making things mean. What are our husbands doing that we are making it mean a problem for us when in reality they wouldn't even be a problem for another wife or another person, in fact. And oftentimes what happens is that when I notice something about another person's uh, wrongdoings or shortcomings or mistakes or whatever I may call them, anything that bothers me about something else, about somebody else, especially about my husband, at that particular moment, I am not really thinking about my own self. I'm not about my own self evolution, my own personal growth. We are focusing on the wrong thing. We are focusing on somebody else's mistakes, somebody else's shortcomings, while we are not looking inward to see what it is that we need to do for ourselves, to make ourselves happy, to make ourselves to fulfill ourselves, to feel like we are doing something meaningful with our lives. We cannot be doing two things at once. I cannot be criticizing my husband and focusing on what he's doing wrong while looking at my own life and at my own personal growth and see what I can do to make my life better. If I was focusing on myself, on my own happiness, on what makes me happy, a new skill or whatever, I wouldn't be noticing anything that my husband is doing. And I imagine it's the same thing for you. So next time you have or notice something about your husband that's bugging you, think about what is it in your life that you were not doing, that you could have been doing, to make that less noticeable and to make your life even happier. I think one of the things that's really important is to also allow for differences to exist between us. We're all different. Everybody has different things. I had a comment uh, recently on my Instagram and somebody said, it, it was about, I was posting about marriage and somebody said, you have gaps, I have gaps. Yes, we all have gaps. And when we allow for those gaps to be there and just, you know, your gaps are not going to be my gaps. Your deficiency, my deficiency is not going to be exactly the same. And so if we hope for understanding and for people to see us beyond our the, the things that we are not capable of doing with the greatest grace or ability, we have to allow that for the other person as well. And also taking into account 
that different things in our lives, different experiences, different upbringings, different ways of loving us, different ways of encouraging us, different way even of putting us down as children shaped who we are today. And so when we allow for those things in our lives, I think our level of understanding each other, it's going to go up and we are going to be less quick to judge somebody else's mistakes, somebody else's way of doing things. We expect people to do things the way we do them, and that's just not how life works. Everybody does things their own way. We do things our own way. And when we understand that about each other, it just makes for a better life together. I think if we express ourselves in also make our desires known to our partners is also a great thing to kind of lessen our, I want to say disappointments, but when our partners know how we like things and what we like, and we also listen to what they have to say, how they like things, it makes for better understanding especially in marriage. So I would say try to express yourself and make your desires known to your partner um, as best you can, but also allow for him to also, or pay attention, I guess, to what his desires are. And I think the more we pay attention to what they want and we do things in a way that they like, things done. And I'm not talking about uh, things that you need to do uh, like work-wise uh, around the house or whatever, but just understanding their love language or the way they communicate or what makes them happy, what makes them feel loved. If you do more of that, if I do more of that, it is more likely that it's going to want to make that person or is going to make that person love us more and reciprocate what we are doing. Give back in a way that they know we want um, to be loved. It is so interesting oftentimes to listen to all the same things being talked about, the same thing that are bothering us, and yet they are not. They're, di they're the same, yet they are different. They're the same because it is the same thing as far as like, my husband doesn't care that I clean the house all the time, or my husband doesn't care that I am the one taking care of the children. And oftentimes, it's something that, it wouldn't bother somebody else. Like I said, maybe somebody loves being with the children more while somebody else gets exhausted a lot easier. And so they would want help. So it's really important to understand the things that are bothering us and also understand that oftentimes it's our thoughts about those things and we can change that. And again, these things are normal. 
Nobody escapes these things. Please do not fall into the trap of thinking that in order for you to have an amazing marriage, it means that everything has to go perfectly well 365 days of the year. It doesn't work that way. And oftentimes that is precisely the problem is me thinking that my husband shouldn't be doing the things he is doing the way he is doing them. Because if I let him be who he is, if I and I am who I am, and he lets me be, and believe me, my husband, he lets me be. That's one of the things I love about my husband. He, whatever I want to do, he is okay. He is very content just being himself. And when I allow for that, our marriage goes pretty much without a hitch. If we allow for our husbands to be who they are, I know that that can be hard at times. I know, believe me, it's one thing or another when your husband does something and you're like, oh my gosh, I have talked to you about this how many times and you're still doing it wrong, whatever it may be for you. It's not going to be easy, but guess what? It is never going to change, right? Unless your husband is really, really listening and focusing and it's something that is going to be easy for you. But in reality, we are asking them to change who they are. We are asking them to be something they are not. And as far as I know, my husband is the same way he was When I married him, he has not changed one bit. And I don't know if I have either. I know when I married him, I was not aware of life coaching and all these things, which has been a lifesaver for me because it has helped me work with my mind. My mind was the one that needed an adjustment, and I didn't know how to do that before. And so when we keep that in mind that, The person we fell in love with, that's the same person we are still married to today. And the only way we can really change them anyway is by our own behavior, by our own inspiring them to be different by acting different ourselves and leading by example. It's really the only way. But the final message again is, Please do not think that you have an imperfect marriage or an unhappy marriage because your husband is doing things that you don't like. That is part of marriage. Next time you watch a romantic comedy and things are not going well, but in the end the couple stays together, it is a real life example. Of course, in movies, they kind of make it, they sugarcoat things a lot, but oftentimes you will see that people, marriages have problems. And so if we don't fall into the trap that our marriage should be perfect or else this is like an unhappy marriage, then we're going to be just fine. Okay. Our marriages are amazing. The only thing we need to have an amazing marriage is to have the desire for the other person, 
if you still love your husband and you still want to be with your husband and your husband still loves you and he still wants to be with you, then those are the ingredients that you really need to have a happy marriage. Uh, if you have trust and he has trust in you, I think oftentimes there's a lot of things that um, I'm not including here today that can happen in a marriage that can undo a marriage um, that are a lot difficult, a lot more difficult to overcome and that will destroy a marriage. Obviously, that's next level. Um, that's a next level thing. But I'm not talking about that today. Today, I'm talking about just not falling into the trap that in order for us to have a beautiful, happy, amazing marriage with a lot of love, that our marriage has to be perfect. Please do not fall into that. There's no such a thing as a perfectly perfect marriage. Seven days a week, 365 days a year for a lifetime. There's no such a thing. If there is, I don't think I've seen it. And I have seen a lot of divorces happen because of these misunderstandings and these traps that we fall into. And a lot of these uh, divorces happen while people are still in love with each other. And so that's a real shame. And so today, just keep that in mind. You do not have to have a perfect marriage to have an amazing and happy marriage. All right, my friend, I hope that you will take this to heart. And if there is anything in your marriage that had been bothering you, that you look at it with a different set of eyes and that you will see that perfection is, uh, especially in marriage, is a man-made kind of a lie that we don't want to fall victim to. All right, friend, thank you for being here today. I hope you have an amazing day and I hope to see you again on the next episode. Hey, do you have a life coach? If you don't have one yet, I would love to be your coach. I created the Master Your Craft program designed to work in specific areas or challenges in your life in a way that works for your specific situation. And I think you would love it. To find out more, click the link in my Instagram bio, A Women Rising Together, where you can also connect with me. Also, if you're finding this podcast useful, I would so appreciate it if you were head over to iTunes and give it a review and rating to help me reach more women who may benefit from listening. See you next time. And until then, let's keep rising.